Margie Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 93 with the international comedian that's coming to the basement this month. Um, it is Sam Talent. Hey, how you doing? Oh my God, it's such an honor to be here talking to the king of uh, the capital of Australia's comedy scene. Thank you, Marky, for having me. You were just telling me how everyone who listens to this podcast is a wanker and a cunt. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I appreciate you being so candid with me initially. Well, I was going to edit that part out, but now just for, for everyone's <laughs> oh, sake no. at home, I'm going to leave that, that little, <laughs> just a little sample. All right. Well, I get people come to open mics, but don't go to ticketed gigs because they prefer to watch a, a joke in the making. Then th that's the sort of cunt, cunt fans that I get. Anyway. So we've just come back from a sample of me saying that this crowd is all wankers and <laughs> into all of their uh, comedy and everything like that. Um, and just for your sake, I'll just say the word cunt now, cunt, cunt, and edit that in over the part where I said that they're good people. Um, and yeah, then please do. And it's also, <laughs> I made it less than 30 seconds into an Australian podcast before I said cunt, because you guys can say it all you want down there. It's celebrated. It's uh, it, it's one of the most charming aspects of your guys's culture is the insane gibberish you pass off as communication, <laughs> like pure Drongo. When I found out about Drongo, dude, oh my <laughs> lord, I said it way too much. And then at the end of my time there, people were like, "Yeah, so no one really says that anymore." That was like our dads would say Drongo. Then there was something about spiders. There was some spider slang that I loved. Anyway, I love Australia. You guys are you guys are a wild bunch. I've never been to Canberra, the capital. That's it. Well, hey, you, you're talking to the fucking king, apparently, so... Um... That's what you told me to call you, so I'm just <laughs> following orders. You said that you're, you're all... You didn't go to bed because you were hosting your mic late, and then afterward you were busy counting money until the sun came up. So, uh, you know, I just... I don't want to piss off the Lord, you know? <laughs> I'm lying, listeners. Marky's been nothing but sweet. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Your shoulder, Marky, no! <laughs> and it's so nice of you to meet me in this uh, american style diner i appreciate it I yeah really I know, man. You, I, you know how it is with my themed theme show so i've actually done hang on i just my uh my webcam's all fucking fogged up here because the only time to get you on on the show for me was 6 a.m my time um yeah and, and i appreciate you doing that i'm all, it's also the american independence day the fourth of july right now and i am blowing that off so hopefully i don't get hey. tried for treason I'm glad that um, we were able to find a day that that um, matched on both of our calendars. Um, and it's so funny because I already spent my um, 4th of July running an open mic, as we mentioned before. Yeah. Um, and then I get to relive your 4th of July passively through you as well. So that's like oh a two, two 4th of Julys, um, one in person and one um, externally, which is awesome. This one, it goes so deep. It's just such a labyrinth of confusion when you talk to people in Australia due to the time change. You're in the future. I'm in the past. What do you know that I don't? <laughs> well, um, my 4th of July was really good, so hopefully yours is too. Um, the Before you mentioned the, the diner, I need to uh, do this. So I specifically got these. Um, it is actually a diner you people can visit. It's 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 in downtown Detroit. I actually got these from an. I think they're trying to flog it or some point, and uh, I found photos on their website. So if people like the fucking diner, this is an actual thing. I wanted and um I wanted to make it look like it was a spot that you could still go to and not like some AI generated fucking thing. Oh, yeah, man. It looks like the milkshakes are served in a silver tin. It looks like there's a bunch of Greek guys in the back waiting to finger the waitresses. It's very <laughs> accurate to my experience going to American diners. So, again, so hospitable. Thank you, Marky. <laughs> um, and, and a lot of the... I'm going to put in a caveat... Uh, uh, 
I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. A let's just say a warning. All right, you're going to learn something about us about about us the Australian language that you mentioned before. Um, if I don't know a word, I'll replace it with a swear word. Sure. So if I just, if yeah, I'll just curse. Like if I can't work out a word, I, I replaced um with fuck sometimes. So when I'm on mm -hmm. stage and I have to like maybe clean it up, I've done a couple of you know those dreaded while the sun's still up gigs that you get when you sort of, if you remember back to when you were coming up and used oh, to yeah. just you know um, take a dive on um, gigs that were within your country before you had to travel overseas to take dives on gigs. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember we used to do, uh, uh, we call them colleges or universities here. I think you call them tutelage homes uh, in Australia. But yeah, so we used to have to do uh, college gigs and you'd go in the middle of the day and they would just set you up in like the student union, which I think you guys call the uh, the food basket. Anyway, it's like a cafeteria. And um, we would just set up like in the middle of the day and kids are studying, uh, as you guys say, taking knowledge. And uh, we would like, you know, just interrupt them as they're studying and no one wanted to listen to us or uh, put their ears on it, as you guys would say. So it was it was nuts, man. Uh, and I do not miss them. But back in the day, they paid a lot of money, uh, you know, as you guys call it, uh, <laughs> seaweed. Uh, <laughs> I could do this bit all day. I don't know if it's working, but. Um, yeah, I do not miss performing during the daytime. It was uh, it was not good. Oh, the fucking best part about that entire thing is I've got this set up in video record, like in the video mode, where if I'm talking, my um, screen takes preference. So yeah. I've learned over the years um, to just, and when I say years, I mean the last two months. Um, to wait, you've done ninety two episodes in two months. No, I've done um, three video episodes in the oh, last two months. Moving on up, Marky. Look at yeah. you go. Or, or as you call them, podcasts. Um, what, <laughs> <Yeah>. what... <laughs> or um, so w what would happen is I would usually have it in the forefront or as you would call it, foreskin. And then um, yep. the... the, the... <laughs> is this the quickest anyone's ever stole your bit? Um, so then... We call it riffing, man. <laughs> and you're doing it. I was in the driver's seat, and you were in passenger, and now we did a Chinese fire drill, and you took over. You leaned down to pick up a joint, and I just grabbed the wheel to avoid it head-on collision. That's right, man. Yeah, you're you're a great navigator. I love it. Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, I'm emceeing my own podcast, and I'm still driving it into the <laughs> fucking table drain, or as you call it, highway. <laughs> Table drain. Yeah, so what the, the fuck is that? Yeah, so the table drain is kind of like the gutter next to the road. Table drain. Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. No <laughs> shit. Oh my god, that's so unnecessarily long and stupid, and also yeah. doesn't describe at all the thing you would think a table drain is. Oh, I cannot wait to get down there and just oh, <laughs> let my tongue um, take the night off. Go ahead, Marky. Take it away. Yes. So, so my, my favorite part about it was um, I was w conscious not to laugh too loud because um, then my screen would pop up in front of yours and then anyone watching would not be able to see you do that whole bit. Well, um, anyone so watching right now should probably be tried for bestiality. Because there's no reason to watch us at all, uh, unless you're into like a very specific type of man. Well, I use the hashtags to my advantage. You got to do what you got to do to get viewers. But um, <laughs> um, make sure to subscribe to uh, to the the OnlyFans Premium um, to get the to get the full version of this. No, but anyway, the um, the the thing that I loved about that is I was conscious not to talk to bring my screen in front of yours and in true comedian form at every riff you looking down to see whether i was reacting to what you were saying but yeah. then it didn't it didn't seem like i was laughing as loud as i should have been so the um if the references got more and more obscure to the point where um i i had to i had to let 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 in on on the insides behind the workings of the podcast well thank you uh yeah i'm glad you explained why you weren't laughing that makes me feel a lot better 
Um, you know, I'm I'm on here. I'm trying to sell tickets, Marky. You know, I'm trying to get all these people to uh, to come and see me there in uh, in Canberra. Is that how you say it, or do you guys say it weird like every other fucking city in Australia? Oh, we call it. Um, yeah, we, a lot of people say um, can Canberra, um, or like okay. like they sort of like prolong it, turn it into like a two word, two words. Canberra. Uh, yeah, just it's it's difficult to to tell people how to say something that I say pretty much every day. Um, well, they just because, get rid of the R's everywhere else in Australia. There's no R's allowed in the words. It's the opposite to Boston. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Bingo. Like they took all the R, so we had to say less of it. I actually had trouble when I when I was a kid. I had a speech um, impediment where I would like have like the lazy R. I'd do it with a W, like, you know, like Wabbit and all that Dude, sort of shit. Me too. I had the same thing. Um, And I remember my had like a speech okay here we go this is this is where i tell you about my life on your episode of the podcast please um inform me <laughs> so i had a speech therapist um who would um go through basically at the start of every lesson would go through the alphabet and then we would um choose a word for each letter you know a apple and then i get to b and she goes all right now what for b and i just went but and she right. goes she goes no we're looking for we're looking for uh for for nouns and i'm like yeah it is a noun but is in fact a noun was she thinking about the conjunctive but there we go this is why you know we've got a writer on the show because i can don't need to go into depths of explaining this joke here uh this um story here i think Every this pod should be mostly marky explains why it was funny or why he wasn't laughing that should be the whole episode <laughs> um so yeah and then i fully got schooled for the rest of the lesson about how i'm not meant to be saying words like but Damn. as the noun and not yeah and uh in, but then when and, you got uh, to see and you said cunt no one was mad at you because mm -hmm. it was an australian school Excuse uh, me, tutelage hall. Yeah, I fucking look. I didn't want that punchline. I'm glad you seen it there. You picked it up and you just ran with it. Just like again, you've taken the wheel back again. We're back on the highway and we're scooting along. Yeah, the table draining onto the fucking freeway. Table drains. I mean, and that's the thing is like that's not going to be the dumbest Australian lingo that I hear. I mean, sure, Americans just as guilty. And I might sound like I'm deriding your guys' evocative choice of language, but I really think that it's really tough to say. But, man, Australia stole my heart last time I was there. And I also, um, I also shit the bed very bad in, in Melbourne. Uh, literally, not figuratively. I floated my bed with uh, my own dung after drinking like a million fucking VBs and going to Hungry Jack. So hopefully I won't. <laughs> recreate that uh do you know you know the story about hungry jacks versus burger king right no i do not why would i know that marky um why the hell would i know that i'm an american citizen because i thought well dude don't fucking what do you call me from a diner what are you professional you like go into a diner and just give me a quick call like there's hardly anyone there what is this dead shit town if i see one person in the fucking mirror in your background and all i do although i know it's a still image is wait for them to turn because i'm so desperate for attention well they were so upset that i brought my microphone and podcasting equipment in here but Luckily, I tipped them off in, uh, in in American brand cigarettes, so no one's mad at me. But yeah, it was a tough sell initially. I'm glad you were able to barter your way in with what you will probably find out when you come to Australia, if you smoke, is is the best price for cigarettes in the world versus all the cheap third world countries. But for example, um, our taxes are so high on tobacco. That oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I was trying yeah. to buy packs of cigs there. It was terrible. Also, beers are expensive. That's why you guys go to Bali and terrorize those poor people and buy all your cigarettes and uh, you, you know, um, rape their women, I assume. You call them, do you call cigarettes butts? I've heard a few people in podcasts refer to, they're like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a butt. 
Yeah, that. I mean, I would never do that because I'm not a 1930s gangster. But uh, yeah, that is a option. Uh, have a cig, burn one down. I don't smoke anymore, but when I was yeah. there, I tried to bring cigarettes to Tim Dillon, who I was opening for, and I could not get them through customs because you guys don't want anyone saving money when they have a couple cigs. <laughs> I actually heard that. Um, I heard uh, Paul Versey call them butts on a podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real New York thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the what was, what was the the you you're, you're steering this podcast now? Where were we going? Where was I going with that last riff? Oh, that's right. Um, uh, someone that wouldn't like that is probably my um speech therapist. She would hate that people call them that. They probably spent probably I'd say about half an hour explaining why you can't call them that. Marky, I'm so glad you brought it back to that great bit from earlier. I was very concerned that that would just die on the vine, but yes. Your speech therapy teacher from 43 years ago would be mad about people calling cigarettes butts. Now, my issue with the W and the R was, uh, I don't know if you guys have the X-Men down there. Uh, I'm not talking yep. about the transgender community. Um, I mean, uh, the mutants. And again, not, not, this isn't good. Anyway, there was, there was a very prominent X-Men who had adamantium claws, and his name was, you might remember, Marky, you look like you spent some time, indoor recesses, what do you think? Wolverine. There you go, but as a boy, I would say Wolverine, and my mom thought it was a funny party trick to make me say that in front of uh, her friends and family. Sam, what's your favorite X-Men? Wolverine. That's my boy, that's my special boy. So yeah, me, obese at four years old. Uh, already like five foot two, about 180 pounds, just in the living room wearing ill-fitting clothes. Wolverine, mommy, Wolverine. My mom nodding, having another uh, uh, vodka cranberry. Those were the days, man. Too bad they fixed me. Holy fuck. I, I forgot the, the person that said this, but they said that there, there's two types of people, those with good childhoods and comedians. Hey, no, man, I had a blessed childhood. I mean, my mom was wicked funny. That is a funny thing to do to a fat boy, is make him say a word he can't say in front of a bunch of adults. That's a funny bit. Uh, luckily, I was able to process it as such uh, and not hold on to resentment. I mean, she's dead, so I got the last laugh, but otherwise, she had a good I, run. I, um, I, de I definitely understand that fucking, like, um, great great upbringing but still like can draw on random experiences like when people tell me open micers tell me about like a shitty you know upbringing or whatever i'm like oh yeah you'll you'll be able to draw from that i'm thinking to myself but then really i think well i had a decent upbringing but i'm still able to like pull up random shit like you know sometimes it's external um like people at school that fucked with me or whatever it's like it's never just fucking all aces well, yeah, I mean, you look like if you lived in America, you might walk into a high school with an automatic weapon, but luckily you guys don't have that problem down there anymore. Well, Way to go. Exactly. That's the thing. We um, we did the thing where it went. we went too fucking hard, too fucking early. We, we did the equivalent of um, the person that drinks too hard um, on the 4th of July and doesn't yep. make it to the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Um basically as soon as people started shooting up the place someone in australia went fucking ape shit took advantage of that and went super hard and shot up way more than anyone should on their first on the first ever mass shooting and the government right. was like your first mass you, shooting no you should start off with three people maybe four you know do it in a park so people have places to run don't do it in closed space uh, I mean, that guy in New Zealand, he really went for the brass ring. And I'm, I'm glad they got his ass because that was, I mean, you know, it's big news when something happens in New Zealand and it makes it to America. That was fucked, man. Yeah. Yeah. How and do you also, feel about New Zealand? Is there like a rivalry there? They can't compete nah, with you. No, nah, it's actually pretty good. Do you know, I think it's because we're so close together and there's not much around us. We feel more like we're, we're both um we're both sort of it's us versus everyone else more so there's yeah, more rivalry 
there's more there's more rivalry i think between australia and new zealand versus other countries it's like one of those things where it's like if we are in a sporting event or something and we get knocked out but new zealand's still in it we're kind of hoping that they win so that oh, then really? at, least, at least one of us gets through to the finals or whatever yeah it's like hopefully someone gives a shit about this part of the world and if it can't be us it should be new zealand <laughs> that's sweetie all um yeah, man. If you, want to, if you want to support someone that gives a shit about this side of the world, make sure you buy tickets to Sam Talent's gigs. I give a shit, man. I come down there. I have a nice time. Uh, I've only been down there once, man, but God, I was smitten. I'm I, To the point where I'm bringing my wife this time. I'm like, you got to see this place. Everyone's really hot, you know, present company excluded. Um, it's just like a bunch of babes constantly. The fellas, the ladies, the food's amazing. I mean, everywhere I went was just, like, right by the water somehow. Yeah, you guys got it figured out. I think it's because you guys are so far away from the rest of, uh, you know, I don't want to say the white world, but uh, uh, what are we doing, Marky? You guys are just, you guys are you're able to do your own thing down there, and I like that. Um, the the main reason that everything you've seen was by the water is because there's nothing really else so if it's not by the water it's just mostly the whole middle part of australia people live there but it's not populated very much like it's oh no, yeah yeah so like most of the big places are by the water so if you if you're visiting australia usually you're in a spot near water because it's yeah. along the coastline i'm not um, doing the outback what am i chris franklin <laughs> huh? what, what, yeah hey. how's the, that a reference for y'all um or there's an australian comedian heath franklin that dresses up like chopper reed and uh, does rsl clubs and shit he does he dresses like chopper yeah yeah there's this guy called Heath. he's, he's kind of a legend in australia his name's heath wow. franklin and he dresses up like chopper reed and does chopper reed um character pieces holy shit dude chopper that you're talking about the crime film that we saw yeah right dude. yeah yeah that guy was real too, right? He wrote a book yeah. and shit. Yeah, I actually Dude. did a podcast with a guy that um that met Chopper Reed when he was alive. No way. Yeah, so uh, one of my buddies, Trent Shepherd, he was in Melbourne one night, and um he went down there with a buddy to uh, watch they have uh, car races down there, like um sort of like um yeah, just sort of like our version of NASCAR. Yeah, and yeah. um, one and his buddy who was sharing the hotel with was um had gone home with had been chatting to one of the flag girls and uh he was like hey bud like uh, this thing's looking pretty good with this girl do you mind if i have the hotel room um for a couple of hours and then you come back maybe after 10 o'clock and he was like hey man yeah you take your time i'm gonna give you the hotel because i split in the hotel room yes. so he goes all right man well you you um I'll, I'll go make myself busy. I'll be back after 10. He goes out. He just stumbles on this small little um, bar in, in a um, suburb of Melbourne. And uh, he's like, hey, I'll fucking kill a few hours at this spot. So he goes in there. It's like a small bar, no taps, just a fridge of cans of beers and, and um, pre-made um, spirits with cola. Yeah. And he sits down and says, hey, can I grab a beer? And the guy goes, yeah, no worries. Uh charges a ridiculous amount for this beer and he looks over and chopper reed was at the own one of the only other people in the bar next to him and he goes looks over are you you you're chopper reed and he looks back and goes Hi. and he goes yeah yeah can i get you a beer he goes hey mate you keep the beers coming and you can stay as long as you want so he ended up feeding him beers until 2 a.m um, when this bar shut, they shut with them in it. He goes and that back probably to, ended up costing him three thousand dollars based on the beer prices down there. Absolutely. And yeah. this was more expensive than normal. So Whoa. um so it was like, you know, if a normal place is doing them and, and remember this is like in the early two thousands and beers were probably around like four or five dollars um at, at most up like we're talking at this place it's like all right most places are four or five you're looking at six eight here right like so he um go yeah hangs out with him hears the stories he, like keeps keeps the stories coming till 2 a.m goes back to the hotel room 
chick's gone. Everyone, the chick's they're like they're all gone. He tells his buddy, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I heard about that place. Chopper Reed actually owns that bar." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was hoping that there would be. I was hoping this guy got scammed somehow. Yes, good work, uh, Chopper. It's, look, it's cool. just it's summarized cool the whole podcast into one short story and just blew it off, took his no. credit for it. Oh, that's okay. I like that. That's, that's yeah. what living is, man. It's <laughs> like, uh, it's very nice that you put so much respect on his name by saying his last name, too. That was Eric Bannon in the movie, right? Yeah. And he, I've seen videos. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Whoa. videos of um, them hanging out together because Eric Banner hung out with Chopper Reed for a couple of weeks to learn his character. Wow. Um, There's so many this... secret Australians, man. Eric Banner, secret Australian. Margot Robbie, secretly Australian. They There's, don't let us um, know this stuff. I did a podcast with Doug Stanhope, and yeah. <laughs> and I accidentally referred to Margot Wallenberg as Margot Ro Robbie, and um, I was referencing it. And do you know who Margot Wallenberg is? No. Okay, so it's a, it was someone that regularly was on, oh, not regularly, but a few episodes on Stanhope's podcast. She was the real estate agent that stole that sold Stanhope his house in Bisbee. Okay, yeah. And she's like in her 80s, tall redhead with like polyps on her voice box. So she sounds deeper than Chad Shank. <laughs> um, and so... Um, and, and if for people listening, Chad Shanks, another regular on the on Stanhope's podcast with a really deep voice. He looks like you, but sounds like a trash compactor. Yeah, or he, does you guys call it a garbage muncher? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a uh, he, he's got a kind of like more of a chalky voice because it's a bit more um bit more so, weathered. Got it's, a, it's down here, but not like this at all. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you're listening to the Doug Stanhope podcast. You're listening to the Doug Stanhope podcast. <laughs> but you're not right now. You're listening right to uh, No, no. And if you thought you were, you need to go to a doctor because you've been in this for about a half hour now and you've been confused for that long. But um, yeah, Margot Robbie, she's one of your guys. Yeah, she's she's one of ours. Um, and one of the best there is. There's a deep cut video. There's a deep cut video. If you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you after this because it, it is cannon fodder for anything to do with Chopper Reed. This video, not a lot of people have seen it because they didn't air the full version on live TV. It's not until now that it's come out on YouTube where what happened was Chopper Reed, um, the actual Chopper Reed, the, in 93, he moved to Tasmania because it had the um, Slactus gun laws. Um, so they went and did a news interview with him um, at his property in Tassie. And oh, we, we shortened shit. Um, and he, um, yeah, Melbourne Cricket Ground, MCG, the G. That's the evolution of the Australian shortening. Um, uh... It's the G is probably bigger than mcg as far as shortening but it's okay. about how easily it rolls off the tongue sure um but anyway the um the interviewer is down at his bush property and he's got like a, an, a sort of like a farm hands down there with him just in in the background of the interview and uh chopper reed says to the the um the farm hands do you want to see how good of a shot i am go and stand over there and hold the bottle out so he's holding like a long neck bottle um that's like a um it's basically two um it's it's basically like a large bottle of beer it's like two beers in one bottle Marky, I, I know what a long neck is man <laughs> thank you yeah i'm familiar i'm with you i'm with you the whole way on this <laughs> I, I I I'm I'm I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. It might go international um, to an audience that doesn't know what a fucking long neck is. Anyway, I think a um, long neck is a universal measure of of beer. Okay, well, yeah. I thought I I think sometimes terms I think are only Australian are actually international. You guys have um, had a massive impact on the world culture. Don't don't underestimate what you guys have done. A, uh, here's a um, deep cut on long necks. 
there's well, hey, to, no, 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 the story no, 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 of no, no. the guy. This isn't how it fucking works, dude. Okay, the, I'm sorry. Uh, Take it away, Marky. Yeah, because do you know what will happen? I'll try and say this after, and you'll be like, "Yeah, that'll fucking die on the vine." But anyway, um, so I got to strike while the iron's hot, Sam Talent. Um, so yes. the um, <laughs> there was once a bigger beer than a long neck here in Australia, and it was called a Darwin Stubby. And it sounds a, like that sounds like a, a chode. It is, it is like a forty, but bigger. It's about a, it's about a gallon in one bottle. Whoa, that's too much. I mean, and I'm saying that as a guy who has a Darwin chubby <laughs> on my. You on, think that's funny? Penis. You should. You think that's funny? You should hear the cunt say Wolverine. <laughs> I'll be doing all these bits. I'll do the Darwin chubby bit. I'll say Wolverine. Uh, how do you so there's we have 40 ounces here that's like the biggest bottle of beer you can get unless you get like a a growler which is like a gallon or a half gallon yeah so we we just have um biggest we have is a long neck at the moment um but it can't be trusted i get it you're animals it used to be very common in the shearing like sheep shearing um trade people used yeah. to love the darwin stubby the 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 role was to see if you could drink one on the way home like after your <laughs> day's work God, and, i love uh, you guys my, my old man said that one, one time they went to pick this dude up the next morning um to take him in because my old man used to be a shearer he went yeah. and he went and picked up went to pick this guy up um to take him to work in the morning and uh he didn't answer the door so they go in and he was passed out in the bathtub from the night before still water ice cold and like five darwin stubbies next to the bathtub five. and um he just fucking got up chucked on his clothes and went into work like he just was like oh fuck sorry i slept in and just treated it like a normal day holy shit that's so much beer i mean i've had like 30 12 ounce cans of beer is like the most that i can really like quantify having in one go but five gallons of beer you guys are just built different down there it's what happens when you get a continent fill it with with convicts and then watch what happens well yeah i mean you guys you're effectively like if a fucking like five-year-old you know ran a country it's like all meat pies and uh just go swimming all the time um but what was the, oh yeah that my favorite bit that i learned from australia is you guys had that uh prime minister who would just chug beers all the time yeah skull it. okay okay skull it that's like my favorite thing that i found about when i was down there dude and he's just this old man who like looks like you know he doesn't know uh where his family is he looks clearly like he has dementia then he just had like a cricket match and people give him a beer and he smiles all big and downs it and everyone's like four more years that's what I want in an elected official. The best part is, even in his later years, he was skill, still sculling beers, but he had better cogni cognitive um, function than your current prime minister. Well, we call him a president over here, but that's one of those lost in translation things. Yeah, no, our guy is a joke, man. He's just so bumping his head off of stuff. He doesn't know where he is half the time. It's Dude, crazy. I fucking lost it when I tried to say cognizant. Like, as soon as I started saying that, I'm like, I fucked this already. Um, but that's why it's a two man. It's a two man dance right now, man. I'm leading because you slipped a little bit during the bow, but that's okay. I got um, you. Hawkey um, only passed away, I think, 2018, um, yeah. and he has. You can actually get he his his family. Um, took over his brewing company they were going to shut it down when he died but he actually has it there's a uh, there's a hawks ale brewing company what? and it's got it's got his photo on the can yeah oh my god this guy rules yeah yeah so he, he does um a couple of types of beer you can get like lagers and pale ales and shit and it's all yeah hawks brewing company it's got bob hawk on the front if joe biden did that it would be an adult diaper brand and it would just <laughs> have his face right on the ass I mean, it was what it was nuts here, dude. Because like we had Trump for four years, and like every day, all you heard about was the president. And then Biden, you know, kind of limped his way into the presidency. And now you don't hear anything because they're just hiding him from us. Because you know he's confusing the sun for the moon and sniffing kids' heads. Yeah. Um. The 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 best part about um the best quote from Bob Hawke was 
um, when the Australian cricket team, um, that did you hear about when he basically declared like a public holiday there on the spot? You ever get someone that just has too many beers and they're just like, fuck it, it drinks on me. And you just kind of know that they're just like kind of just having a bit too much fun and just saying whatever the fuck they, they think will make everyone happy. Oh shit, that's still that's still muted, dude. Sorry, dude. It was like that's... the America's Cup where uh where you guys won the America's Cup, right? And he was like, If any if you expect anyone to come into work tomorrow, you're a bad boss. Uh he said, anyone that expects um you to come into work tomorrow is a bloody bum. <laughs> I mean, and just with that, he's elected four more times. I mean, that's yeah. 15 years of just good rapport that he's built with the good people of Australia and a brewing company and a fucking brewing company. Yeah. So, um, so Chopper Reeds gets his mate to stand out there with the long neck. Yes. See, you watch this yes. fucking ship sail into the night. Um, I was fine. I was the lighthouse. I was waving you to the shore. And I, and I just looked up and I said, I think I might fuck around out here for a little bit and I'll let you know when I need that rock. <laughs> Yes, you did. I remember that direct quote. Yes, Marky. Okay, Chopper Reed. He has his slave. He's holding a beer. Yeah. S speaking of hitting the rock, let's get back on to Chopper Reed. Did Chopper so, smoke rock? Nah, I don't know. He he, no, he you better watch out. His ghost will get you. Um, he, he's he's renowned for actually, um, more so robbing from drug dealers um so i feel like although he didn't smoke it he definitely fucking benefit from people that did oh, yeah. um he was like the australia's modern day version of robin hood <laughs> i love it i love it so basically what happened was um he says to the the young farm hands go out and hold that bottle um and then chopper grabs a rifle turns and shoots the bottle and the chick says before he shoots are you a good shot because the, this kid's holding this bottle out it's like william talbot not on the head he's not that insane yeah and then he just shoot he goes he shoots it and he goes i'm a i'm a bloody good shot and then she says i notice you're not like mickey mouse with your ears can you explain the story behind that um and he goes oh you're a cheeky devil having a go at my ears well, I, I bet if I knock your kneecaps out now, we're entering Logie territory. And she, <laughs> and she sort of gets a little uncomfortable. And then he goes, and this is the part that didn't air. He pulls out a sidearm, which is a revolver. And he goes, have you ever played Russian roulette? And he spins the um, revolver and then holds it outstretched to her head and he goes you're feeling lucky and she goes i don't know that i want to play so he holds it on his head click and he goes your turn points it at her head and he goes and it goes click and then he goes suppose it's your lucky day and then laughs and that's the that and that actually happened what the fuck that was an old hobart town uh, well, that was in in uh, I think off Launceston, near Launceston, so it's like the northern part of Tassie. But yeah, I mean that's pretty good for me to know that Hobart's on Tasmania. Can we it's get it's the a capital? Foul ball. Yeah, that no, that's I'll count that. That's still a point. Okay, to Thank the you. ref now. Make sure Sam gets an extra point. I might have fucked up with that shitty callback. He knows what a long neck is. Okay, we're all square. Play on. Play on. Hey, let me ask you this. When I'm there in Australia in August performing stand-up comedy, do will Australian rules football be going on? I think they just had the playoffs. I'm not sure. Hang on. Sure. I, I don't because I want to go really bad. What a great game that is. Because what do you guys have? You have like Australian rules football. You have cricket. You have is it a tortoise or is it a turtle? That's a fun game. Um, You've got uh, Skull, the uh, Darwinian Chubby. Those are the only games I really know about down there. Um, well, we used to have for um, Russian you know, Roulette with Chopper Reed, but since he passed, yes. we've had to we've had to change that out. Actually, the you know, playoffs. Well, our version of the playoffs, we call it Grand Final. Um, 
the 30th of September. So it'll be leading up to playoffs. So Whoa. we got to yeah, go, yeah. Marky. We got to yeah. go. <laughs> there's a few. A few, there's a, a small, there's a bit of a divide in the football scene here in Australia. Like there's, um, a bit like the, they're they're not as small, um, they're e- they're equally sized pretty much as AFL and um the um NRL, and so it's a it's I was gonna liken it to the like America's League and the um NFL or whatever the the there's like two competing football um oh yeah um, there's the usfl which is a total joke that uh no one gave a shit about and just hemorrhaged about 50 million dollars and then there's the only game in town the national football league yeah and yeah i I was there dude when i was there i bought a richmond tigers hat because i thought it was cool yeah and people wanted to burn me alive they're like what are you you doing with that hat that had that team sucks how dare you and i was like I don't know, dude. It it was gray and yellow. I thought it was a neat color scheme. I learned my I learned my lesson. It's a bit like the um um the story that Bill Burr Bill Burr talks about with um Patrice O'Neill. He's like sometimes because he, he's like, dude, that guy's wearing a fucking Bulls jersey, and he's just like, yeah, man, you got to understand. Sometimes he's only wearing it because it matches his sneakers. <laughs> well, also, if you're a big fat guy like me and Patrice. It's also a matter of it was the only uh, you know quadruple X that they had. It's like this is the only one they had to fit me, so of course I had to buy it. I'm not a fucking. When it came to hats, there was a Richmond Tigers hat, and then there was like a big boonie hat because yeah. I wear like an eight and a half size head. So let Fuck me preemptively yeah, apologize to everyone for owning a Richmond Tigers hat. Oh, well, that's why your mum used to give you shit. You fucked up a pussy so bad coming out. I was a waterhead as well. Yeah, I ripped her in half from taint to belly button, uh, which is weird because I was such a big baby. But my dad's pushing a Darwinian chubby, uh, and she sculled it, but somehow she still got pregnant. Now, I, I just, I just <laughs> fucking vulgarly attacked um, you in the same way you get a ha- a heckler for yelling out. And we, I think, at this point, fifty minutes in, have formed some f- sort of rapport, which I just really overstepped the mark there for a second. No, no, Marky, you're my you're my second in command when I come down to Australia. <laughs> you're my only um, friend that I have. It's you and like Nick Cody and Jez Watts. Uh, awesome, yeah. I, I um haven't worked with like in person met either of those two, but they've been really good to work with leading up to this tour. So that's been cool. Um, I dude, actually, I'm so grateful. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to mention with sports jersey before we m- move on to um the the talking a bit more about the book um i am a massive john candy fan and Mm -hmm. i actually have a cubs jersey because he wore one in the movie uncle buck and i really like the look of it yeah um and i yeah i i I think i might i might wear that to open for you um on 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 the canberra date because i fucking love that jersey man and also if you look back through um he did a movie richard Pryor, where they both were playing baseball um and he's uh richard Pryor's wearing a cubs jersey in that movie which predated uncle buck so there's like kind of this like linear storyline where you can see he does a movie with richard Pryor. Pryor's wearing the cubs jersey and then in uncle buck he's wearing one so it's nearly like a interesting um like a flow on um, storyline which i find kind of cool i'm a, like i said i'm a big john candy fan so sometimes i go a little deep cut on shit and people are like yeah dude i haven't seen that movie since fucking like the 90s oh he's um, great and secretly canadian see what i yeah. mean another non-american that we've adopted as our own have you ever heard the story of how john candy made it into second city the uh, renowned improv training school in toronto and chicago no, I didn't hear how he made it into it. All right, dude. So him and Dan Aykroyd are friends, and yep. Aykroyd needs a ride to the audition. And Candy's like, ah, man, I don't really want to go. And Aykroyd says, okay, well, there's free lunch if you go. Like, they serve free lunch. So Candy's like, all right, I'll get a free meal out of it. So they drive over to Toronto. They're doing the, uh, you know, Aykroyd goes into audition, and Candy's like, all right, I'm going to wait in the car. Uh, let me know when lunch happens. So Aykroyd tells him, and then they're like, oh, I guess you only get free lunch if you audition. So Candy's like, all right, shit, I'm not doing anything. I'll audition. So he auditions for the free lunch. And then, lo and behold, 
makes the main stage cast for Second City, Dan Aykroyd does not, in fact, make the audition at all. So if it weren't for that free lunch that was offered, who knows if John Candy ever would have been a professional comedian. Fuck yeah, what a cool story. Actually, um, here's a... Um a little bit um, behind the scene for uh, the podcast fans as well that have made it this far. Um, I have an upcoming interview with Chris Candy, John Candy's son. Um, really? On the on this show, yeah. yeah. How come? It's, go it's going to be... Is he promoting his dates in Canberra? Uh, no, so he's... Uh, it's going to be the next episode. So this is episode 93. He's episode 94. You're um, changing I the name of the pod to Fat Guys Only? <laughs> well, John John Candy's son Chris is actually quite um into his uh, health and fitness running and oh all that sort of God. shit. So that pisses me off. His dad would be rolling over in that barrel. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the best, uh, yeah. The, the it was it was it was good to be able to sort of get into some of the deeper cut John Candy stuff. So um, I've already pre-recorded that one. He was talking about how he was on set with um with um a lot of the movies because john used to bring the kids out and the wife and everything a bit like how you're bringing your wife out to australia oh, he's he used that. to bring the kids and wife onto sets just so that they didn't leave them at home while he was at work oh my uh, god um, that's so sweet so he's got stories of hanging out with macaulay culkin and stuff when they were around the same age so damn yeah macaulay culkin was anyway he was an american powerhouse um, now he like fucked off and lives in france as like there's a um, another Australian actor that um, we can add to the list is um, distant relative uh, Sam Worthington, uh, who was in Avatar um, and a bunch of other like we don't in, care, like, Marky. Terminator I'm sorry. movie, whatever. Fuck no. it. Sorry, buddy. We don't care. We're more, you know, America's more Marky Worthington. We're more into that brand of the Worthington family. Exactly. Well, that's that. Well, that's why I seen a gap in the market. Once he disappeared from the from the limelight, I was like, "Now's my time to shine. Step over, cousin. Let let the fucking Will Worthington shine here." And um, what were you in Terminator? What were you in fucking Avatar? Bullshit. I've Nobody got saw Avatar. No one I, cares, dude. I've got a podcast nearing its hundredth episode, and I've already had people like Sam Talent and Doug Stanhope on this fucker. All right. Yeah. So, what were you doing, fucking, nearly five years, six years into your comedy career? Nothing. You wouldn't even be at the open mic level. Um, you're basically the TikTok star of the fucking comedy scene. Move aside <laughs> and let someone with real fucking life experience step in. Someone with Get a rolling out, R and Get a fucking out. W. Fuck it. I'll, I'll start saying Wolverine just because um, as, as a... As a as a fucking I couldn't even say it wrong. They fucked me yeah. up. I'm like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like um I'm like Blanca in fucking Street Fighter Man. I know nothing else but how to say my R's properly because they just sat me in front of the screen, peeled my eyes open, and showed me the just all the all the things I was missing out on. Now I can't even bear to fucking say it wrong. Like Blanca, what a deep cut. Yeah, you're like it's like the born identity. I just, only use I only use that reference because the four note in your book references the um Vison yeah, um quote, which coincidentally is one of my favorite quotes from a movie. And when I heard that, I was like, "Holy shit! Someone else actually knows that quote, dude." That was I mean that movie was so good as a kid, but then you watch it as an adult, and you're like, "How much did this movie cost? Forty dollars?" Yep. How'd they pay for this? They pay for this in like Pepsi bottle caps. It's it's a real abomination. But had, as a young lad, whew, I think awesome. they spent all their money on um, John Claude Van Damme and just realized that that they had no money left for anything else. Yeah, I mean that guy who played Blanca, they actually had to dye his skin green, and he never <laughs> recovered. They actually had to show him um, scenes that gave him PTSD because it was cheaper than putting him in later. Yeah. Um, the, it was easier to fuck with his mental health than it was for actually paying to do it as a special effect. Yeah, they had um, to shatter his brain and his grasp on reality. Uh, yeah. And but, he, he, you know, he won the Oscar. It really launched his career. It um and it, it killed Gomez Adams, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Raul Julia. Yeah, it's fucking. Um, it, yeah, he actually had to. He actually had to die in the end scene to save money. Yes, that was his big send off. That was his Viking <laughs> funeral. 
<laughs> do you like, bury your dead in the ground down there? How's that work? Um, no, we just we, we get we get chopper raid to shoot him. <laughs> he couldn't get it out. He got I high on your own supply. Look at oh, it. Oh fuck, dude! I was just no, I, no because of the original thing that I was going to say is no, we just get a farmhand to throw him up in the air and Chopper Reed shoots him. But then uh, I fucked up the delivery. The delivery in my head was better than the one that I actually gave you. I actually took the primo cream off the top of that joke and just gave you the shit. I saw it. I saw your eyes light up and then I saw you stumble across the finish line, but it's okay. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, oh boy! Yeah, no. So yeah, we 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 bury him, but we also I, there's a fellow open micer that has this story. He doesn't do this on stage. He spoke about this on the podcast. So I'm not burning material for those fanatics out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he said that he has a friend that um they were at the crematorium, but it was like booked up. Like the crematorium was just um one appointment after the other there was they they give like a little wriggle room between each one to obviously burn the fucking body um but they were so booked up just they a series of catastrophes this week <laughs> this wasn't recently it might have been i don't know fuck maybe okay. there was just a good dose of heroin that came through the town just to wash away some of the driftwood but um <laughs> what in the 90s there was a batch of heroin that came through canberra that there was literally just dead people on the street like it really fucking separated the boys from the men but Whoa. um yeah uh it, actually during that um pandemic that was that was canberra's real pandemic when that batch of fucking um heroin came through so that also and anyone that was that was that had a bit more stamina was able to hold for longer for example my buddy got held up at a bus station um because he he was doing um he was doing um uh fucking kung fu well you know like you just go along you pay your 20 bucks and some fucking sensei that like likes that tends to prefer correcting the technique of the younger hot students and not the yes. fat kid that can't say fucking wolverine properly yeah, um, exactly or he's like, way into that kid and i'm like a so i'm like a delicacy to him i'm like turkish <laughs> delight he's yes. working up to you he's like let me chat to a few of these fucking gross 18 year old chicks and i'll fucking work up to that wolverine kid that can't yeah. fucking that's where wearing his dad's hawaiian shirt let me get um, that round mound of boy over there um his why would you go for one set of tits when there's some kid there that's built like a giant tit right and also his are only going to get bigger i mean <laughs> i was i was a real you know I, my tits were at a 12th grade level when i was in fifth grade so it was awesome <laughs> Uh, you you kicked off your training bra um, at the end of the day, and you're like, "Fuck, that feels better." Oh yeah, um, I ripped it in half with your ant adamantium claws, dude. With my adamantium nipples, <laughs> get this out of here. Let me shred this thing. <laughs> so wait, your buddy didn't die of heroin because he was at the dojo? No, no, so he um thought, "Oh, I can I can defend against an attacker because I've done three months of fucking like." of self-defense so he there's some dude comes up to him and he's like just yelling at him he's like give it oh. give me your fucking money and he goes not today sir and the guy just pulls out a fucking knife and looks him dead in the eye this like fucking giant sudanese guy and he just looks back at him and he said all he can remember doing is like a hundred push-ups at the start of every lesson and he forgot everything he ever learned <laughs> so he pulled out his wallet and just fucking gave it to him to, he's like i've done way too many push-ups and not enough actual self-defense to learn what to fucking do in this situation it's fun and to go into crane position and then stare that guy down and then just go never mind here you go my <laughs> bank cards are in there my home address here's my car keys thank you for your time sir so um it may have been around that time but basically you watch me steer this back in we're, we're getting onto the crematorium my buddy's walking out and they were so busy that everyone was in the car park sort of after being shuffled out of the service they instantly had the burner on and there's black smoke just going up into the air oh my god and my buddy is just there with his friend who's supporting his friend at this funeral and it was his grandfather's funeral 
and he just taps his his friend on the shoulder who's like um facing towards the crematorium to try and distract him to get him into the car before he sees it and he goes oh let's uh let's head off buddy come on let's go and he just turns around looks at the black smoke hand out reached up into the air and goes grandpa <laughs> i mean i used to live across the alley from a crematorium in denver colorado and i don't remember it being black smoke Remember it being like white smoke, like when the Pope was there? So maybe they were just burning a couch that day or like, you know, a bunch of throw pillows. Or his grandpa had swallowed a bunch of plastics. Maybe he ate a bunch of bottles before he died. But black they smoke didn't, is... They didn't take out his plastic hips before they fucking yes, burned him. the pacemaker was still in there. Yeah. They didn't have time to do any of that. Yeah, they just fucking... Like, if you worked at a crematorium and you had a bunch of garbage, though, wouldn't you just be like, hey, can I come in on the on on the quiet day oh, and just yeah. see if I could fucking get rid of some of this shit? Yeah, let me have the 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Tuesday, and I'll come in there. Right now, for you, would be the best time to burn garbage in the in the human body burner. The best part is they still need to, like, it's set up to be a ceremony. So, like, the best thing is, is as you watch your fucking cum-stained couch just yes. slowly go into the After fucking... After the priest gives it the last rites. Yes. <laughs> he was the second one to splash on it that morning. Of course. They love to splash, those guys. Um, all right. To get into the book, I'm going to read it. Now, I know that sometimes people get weird when they hear um, reviews on their books. I'm going to read you my review that I wrote on your book. Um, okay. I called it, and the, let me tell you whether you can find this from a uh, from from someone that wanted to be great with words. I wanted to prove to someone that may be reading this that I actually, too, can do comedy. I wrote more than one talent as the title. Damn, dude. That, Straight to the top. You're going to get a BAFTA. <laughs> an absolute pleasure to listen to. Sam Ta Talent isn't just an amazing comedian for spoken performances, but an absolute wordsmith when it comes to written material too. Highly recommended. Oh, Marky, that's very sweet of you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's always um, nice when a comedian likes the book. You know what I mean? Because like it you was, actually get what it's about. It was such a great um, bonus to have so many of um, my favorite comedians voicing it as well. Because I listened to the audio edition. Oh yeah, um, it's and, who can read and who cannot, and you find out almost immediately. I don't think I would have got the same out of it if I read it because I'd be up to chapter maybe Tuesday. Um, but. I um yeah I really enjoyed it man it was it was a crazy insight into how you can actually um do more than one gig a week um <laughs> you guys got one a week there dude that's about what Canberra runs yeah oh damn what's I mean it's, so Canberra is not like a metropolis um it's thriving but it's not a metropolis unfortunately. <laughs> I figure. I mean, I don't know why. I, I thought it was like going to be huge because it's the capital of your great nation. Uh, it's a common misconception. Our mayor was chopper Reed, and we've been lost since he left us. <laughs> like what happened with Jerry Springer in Cincinnati? I remember the bodies uh, are piling up. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to quit burning your trash, man. You got to use those receptacles for what they're for. Um, yeah, no, I, I, so I remember. Fuck one gig a week, and that's at the show you run at the basement, right? Um, so there's multiple around town, but I've kind of taken over some of the the monopoly of the open mic scene because um, whenever there's a new bar in town or a spot that can do oh, comedy, I'll hit them up and yes. uh, see if I can take over the uh, the open mic scene as best I can. I run um, three open mics a month myself, but there's Attaboy. a few others that, that I think there's three other rooms that regularly run as well so like one of them isn't as regular as the others but yeah so basically there's one a week and three of them are mine interesting well that's good man you're getting you're making your own opportunities that's what you got to do um and does like no i i might be misinformed does canberra have its own like comedy festival like all the other cities seem to have yeah we i think we're one of the last um 
ones to the game to get a comedy festival here um, in Canberra. It's it's around the same time as the other ones. It's kind of a bit of a circuit, um, and it's all towards that start of the year time. Um, but I also think that we've probably got the smallest um, attributions to the scene, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not the size of the dog, you know. Do you know comedian Monty Franklin from Australia? No, and look, to be fair, I should know more um, comedians. I kind of live in my own little bubble and just reach out to like I I know more about New York comedians than Australian comedians. I get that for sure. I don't really watch a lot of comedy. I just I ran into him at Rogan's Club, and he was telling me about the the comedy festival circuit down there, and just like yeah. how lucrative it is, and what a kingmaker it can be. Like if you have a good showing at one of those festivals, just the rest of your year is booked up from that. That seems like a pretty good system, man. Yeah, it's it's good if you're good. Um, the my <laughs> my problem is I'm actually, actually absolutely shit. Um, and unfortunately, like, Marky, <laughs> you're not that bad. You're doing good, <laughs> dude. This is the best I've ever done. I'm glad it's recorded. Um, Bro, you're you're firing on all cylinders right now. Um, yeah, I'm firing on at least six of my cylinders, one for every hour that today's been up. Um, yeah. uh, you need to go to bed after this. You need to go to dude, bed and take a saltwater shower. I have lived a full day, and it's one hour into it. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I um I think it it can be beneficial. At, I and look, there's a lot of talk in the Australian scene about how you know um, you some people get favored over others I'm sure it happens all over the world they're like sure. oh yeah that person's only you know big because they have a giant fucking TikTok following or yeah, you know yeah. they have a big YouTube channel or whatever like, yeah 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 um, my style of comedy is a little bit um, like slower and less less like fucking clips for YouTube sort of stuff vibe um i'll have crowd work and stuff which is is good when you're there but then you see the clip and you're like i'm not fucking posting that you can barely hear the fucking thing um yeah so i'm sort of i'm i'm nearly six years in now and i'm still sort of tapping into that um side of things but for the most part it is it's a good scene um and it will treat you well if you um put in the work and if you don't then it fucking will kick you in the ass well i'm gonna be putting in all the fucking work i can man when i'm down there on august 7th that's right canberra i think it's a monday uh yeah it's a monday it is the um at the basement in belconnen it's i run so out of the three i run i run two there two open mics there so i'm very um familiar with the venue um and yeah it's a really good spot to do comedy um i think i'm taking and, a train ride there so that'll be fun yeah yeah, yeah. nice um oh, we're actually just gonna it isn't oh fuck that's uh, something else that's been lost in translation it was actually be running a train um oh <laughs> no oh no my wife's gonna be stoked but i'm gonna be bummed <laughs> don't worry man we got a pile of fucking coldies to get through um <laughs> i can't wait to drink what do you guys have like is it 4x you have down there we have 4x it's mostly a queensland beer but it's uh available for most of australia dog shit but i liked it a lot oh shit that's another thing that's been lost in translation when i said coldies i meant the piling of dead bodies that chopper reed has oh. a fucking sent off okay well i was worried that you were using a slur so i just pretended like it meant beer <laughs> no um yeah i was talking about fucking dead, dead bodies, bodies. yeah <laughs> holy shit Man, um when you start thinking about chopper red you cannot get through the punchline it's yeah you're well, just, your eyes light up uh, I um with this green screen behind me, it's hard not to think of Chopper Red. I nearly called him Chopper Green. I'm glad that you said it right. Is it Red or Reed? I don't want to put any stink it's, on the man's name. It's Reed, yeah. Fuck. We have to delete this whole thing. I um can't. It's the best I've ever done. Dude, you nailed it, Marky. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks, thanks heaps for being on the show. And uh, like you said, you got your your plug. You put in your plugs. Um. 
and you'll be you'll be here in Canberra and, be, and you're part of an, an entire Australian tour. So if you want to um, get tickets for anywhere um, in Australia where Sam Talent will be, go to my his- website, samtalent.com, T-A-L-L-E-N-T. And all the links are up there. And, you know, you're on the shows. My wife will be there. She won't be wearing a bra. There's a lot of reasons to come to the show, all right? Not just me and Marky. That's right. That's 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 the name of this ep- episode. Me and Marky. It's <laughs> like and Marley Marky. and me, but it's just funny. Me and my best friend Marky Worthington will be at the basement in Canberra, get the, guessing people's birthdays, August seventh. Come on out, man. Uh, you can follow me at, at Sam Talent on Instagram. S A M T A L L E N T. And if you do want to buy my book that Marky was so nice to uh, plug, buy it off Amazon. If you're down there, because buying from my website is a nice thing, but shipping is so expensive that I hate charging for what I have to charge. Perfect. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. Cheers. Thank you. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, so yeah right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel ashamed for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow Turn it. into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me 10 bucks. Hey, right. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click.